0: I'm here to say, listen, what about if in the next year, your life looks exactly the same? What about if in five years? Because it probably hasn't changed all that much in the last few years, if you haven't done something different. Once we know, we can't unknow. That's the thing. Once we have a realization, once we have the transformation, there's no going back. You can't pretend it didn't happen
1: welcome to the better life series i am so pleased and honored to have sasha morozov join us today she is an optimist get shit done type of gal she's a giver a wife a mother a woman who's determined to make this world a better place she started a coaching business to help working moms moms that get it done at the office get it done in the corporate world but feel like they may be failing at home moms that are looking for more time less stuff in a more peaceful environment she's got a four-step program and we'll be talking to her on ways to have a better life. I hope you join me here on the Better Life Series. Today on the Better Life Series podcast, we're going to be focusing on helping working moms. I had a Brief discussion with Sasha before this event, and we talked about the steps, and the ways, to help people have a better life. Please join us now.
0: People get so overwhelmed with such decision fatigue, such decision fatigue, because guess what? We have so many options. Even going to the grocery store, you want to buy a banana. Well, do you want an organic banana? Do you want a regular banana? Do you want banana cut up? Do you want a banana shake? There's too many options. And what I like to do is just to say, keep it simple. It doesn't have life does not have to be this heavy. Keep it simple and just know that a decision made better be done than perfect. And that's one less thing you can you have to think about. And that way, when you start clearing your mind, you're able to really move forward as well. Because you're just in the groove of making decisions and recognizing that this is the decision for right now. I think this is one of the biggest things I see with working moms is they feel this incredible guilt of that either they're working too much or they're not working enough. There's never going to be a balance. And that's okay. That's okay. Because guess what? Sometimes work needs you. Sometimes home life needs you. And that goes for anybody. And we shouldn't beat ourselves up because that's where we're at. The biggest thing is that let's just get a little bit more comfortable with who we are and understand that a decision made is already one step closer to the next path that you're on.
1: I, I love that, that that whole concept. And that the two things that I kind of take away from that is, one, that even knowing that you don't want something else is even a positive so it's like, you know, just getting, getting to the point where you, where you, you, you say, okay, well, I'm, I want a different kind of banana, but you know, that you don't want something else, be it a plantain or something. <laughs> so, you know, and, and i probably, will probably get chats in here. It's like, how could you not like plantains? But the, you know, the, the thing is, that is amazing is you've got that. And then, then also the, the working moms have, they, you, you really get a bad deal because, my daughter is a working mom, right? So she's got her own business. Um, she's very successful. And my grandson's father would expect this to bring home the money and then to do everything in the house. And I was just floored. And I was like, you know, you need to recognize how much this girl is doing and how many people in their lives are doing that. They're doing everything. They're, they're managing the family. They're managing the business. What do you say to them what what's the first step for them
0: the first step honestly i usually tell people you're probably doing too much and in your mind you're probably doing not enough so let's take that off the table because the guilt isn't helping anybody but more than that it's the fact that There's always going to be something else to do, just like there's always going to be different options at the store. There's always going to be something. Oh, well, I can get an extra load of laundry done. I can make sure this the silver is shined because it's clean now. There's always going to be things to do. And I think when we recognize our to do list is never going to end, it's just going to change. Then where I really try to gear and have somebody focus is really on, well, what do you want that to-do list to look like? What are your core priorities for you and your family life? What do you want your home life to look like? Because for some people, having their child be the straight-A straight A student is, is going to be top priority. And for that family, they're going to get the extra tutors. They're going to make sure that their summer camp is like education focused. Somebody else is, may just say, you know what? I just want my family to have fun. My priority is that my kids social emotional is number one. And for that family, guess what? It's not going to be staying up late till midnight to make sure the science project is perfect. And both of those are Okay. It's just getting clear for women of what is it your priorities, because then it's so much easier to get rid of all the other stuff that is already on your plate and focus on the priorities. So that way, now when you're making decisions, you're looking back, is this the fit for my family? Because guess what? An extra piano lesson or an extra, you know, whatever activity, even for the home, something like that, like, Oh, I really want to try karate myself. I don't know, whatever it may be, you know, it's great. But then when you see, you know what, that's just not a priority. It's not a priority for my family, for my kids to have 10 different extracurriculars, or maybe it is whichever way it's fine. But when you see it, you understand and are able to get through that fog, can make sense of what your next step should be. Because guess what, for some people, it might even be just to travel. And that's honestly one of my family's priorities. My number one priority for our family, we have it up on our list, are like top 10 priorities. Our number one is peace in the home. Because for us, we are at a stage and I love my children so much. I have two boys, they're very rambunctious. And they love to either fight with themselves or complain to us or whatever. So for right now, for us, the biggest priorities, peace in the home. So when you get to the priorities, you become comfortable with them so much easier to make your next decisions.
1: And I, I love the idea that you could actually find that peace in it and nothing may change around you, but it's just how you feel inside. And if you, if you feel confident, if you feel that energy, you know, if you feel like you're doing enough, then it doesn't matter so much what's going on around because you'll, st- do you then go where to the to the end goal? Or do you look at the steps?
0: Yes, I'm so glad you phrased it that way. So for me, I part of what I do in my one on one coaching is a 12 week program. And it's a four step. So you got the first step, which is self. And for me, the next step is actually home, your physical space. I want women to come home and know that their home is their sanctuary, a place they can just relax and kick their feet up. But what's happening a lot of times is that the home is like a drop-by station. Come home, we throw things, oh, we got to go to this thing, we got to go to that thing. Then we have so much stuff. We just accumulate an insane amount of stuff. So now visually, you're in a space that you're not connecting with. And home ownership, whether you own or you're renting, it's one of the most expensive things we do in our lifetime. So if it's so valuable, why do we not take the time to declutter, to create spaces for ourselves in the home where we truly are able to just be ourselves? So the second step is really taking a look at what is going on at home. And again, when going back to the priorities, if your priorities is just to have fun, well, then do you have furniture that your kids aren't even allowed to touch or sharp corners, things like that? That's so easy that we just don't take the time to think about to be able to create those spaces at home. So that way, that creative imagination play or whatever you value is really naturally happening versus having all of the stuff that you can't find and that there's, you can't pick anything out to wear because there's like a bunch of options, but you don't like any of the options. Like there's so many things that we get caught up with that can easily, when taking the time, can just be worked through.
1: When you mentioned the environment, it just made made me go right away to um, Marie Kondo. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but I I love that concept.
0: Yes. And I love Marie Kondo. I think she's fantastic. She's done wonders. And at the same time, what I will say is, guess what? Her method might not be for everybody. Her method is to take all the clothes out, all the books out, like she has certain steps. But some people are not at that stage of where they're able to just say, I'm going to go through everything and figure it out. So what I always try to encourage people is to think when they are decluttering or taking things out, there's different ways. There's different ways and what feels right for you, because what, and this is kind of what I think sometimes happens. We see like a YouTube channel, like video, or we read a book, whatever it is. We're like, okay, we need to do it this way. If my socks aren't perfectly rolled up like Marie Kondo's, then I'm not organized. But guess what? You may not care about having socks rolled up. And that's okay. That doesn't make your house any less organized. What I would just say is where did, How much space do you have for the socks? And then let's take a look at all the socks. And then what makes sense to you? Because guess what? What makes sense to you may be different for somebody else. Because for my husband, bless his soul. He has totally transitioned into having like black T-shirts and like white T-shirts. And that's it. He's like everything else in his closet. I don't think he's touched for the last like two years. You know, it's going to be different for everybody. So make your home yours. It doesn't mean you need to get rid of all your books. It doesn't mean you need you can't have personal possessions. It's just where is that happy medium for you?
1: And what came to me is, you know, doing the mindfulness and... And really the attachment, right? So it's people have attachment. And the question is, is, does this attachment bring you joy? So you've got, okay, so they, they find their vision. <laughs> the second thing is you're looking at your environment, you know, you're know, you doing an assessment on your yep. environment. What's the, what's the next step people go into?
0: Yes, so step three is really relationships. Because for me, I really work with women and their life at home. Because I know women are amazing and they're doing great in the office. But what I've been seeing is that they come home and it's almost like they're a different person. So the CEO or manager or whoever looks very different at the playground with her kids than she does in the boardroom. And I see that time and time again. And as well as what I've noticed is that we as women are natural caretakers. We take on all of the duties, not because we quote unquote have to in some relationships, maybe it's much more um, open about, like, you do this, I do that. But we just naturally take it on. And what happens is we, don't, I believe we don't create the space to have proactive conversations with our partners, if you have a partner and our kids as well, because it's a lot easier to get it done our way. It's a lot faster if we do it ourselves. We've tried it in the past and it didn't work. And what I try to bring in is think a different mindset of how do you do it in the office? Because if you had a deadline, you wouldn't wait till the deadline and say, oh, did you do it? Such as, hey, babe, did you take out the garbage? Because the garbage day is today, right? Or if you had a direct reports with you, you would have weekly meetings to see how they're doing, where, where are some things they can improve on. We don't do that at home. Why do we not have weekly meetings or monthly family meetings to just talk about what's going on at home, all of the activities, events, all of the things that need to be this planned out. We just naturally take it on and we become the, oh, I added it to the calendar. Okay, there's a reminder. Okay, now there's a birthday party, so you need to drive and da, da da It just, it becomes reactive instead of proactive. So the relationship part is really taking a look of what's on your plate, and then how can others help to step in to take some of that off? And at the same time, then you feel much more equitable at home. Then you're starting to have more time. Then you're starting to see, oh, wait, it doesn't have to just be me.
1: I love that. Now, now I'm curious, when you have your meetings, is does the whole family show up to these meetings? Is this uh, is this your your husband and the kids as well?
0: It depends. I mean, everybody's different. For us, our kids are not there. My oldest is almost 10. So he's a little bit younger. He comes to the family meeting when we talk about, OK, what re- I call responsibilities instead of chores. In when we talk about like, OK, it's been a little while. What here are the choices of the responsibilities and who's going to pick what? My husband and we have weekly meetings and we discuss, OK, what's coming up for the week? and then what like late night meetings you have because what happens a lot of times there's just assumptions there's assumptions that you know if the partner may have a late night meeting oh you're going to pick up the kids well i have a meeting too well you didn't tell me you didn't tell me so it's these proactive ways so we discuss that and then we discuss like meals for the week as well because that's another trigger oh what are we doing for dinner i don't know maybe why didn't you think of something that we can have for dinner why didn't you you know so basically taking those triggers and talking about it ahead of time before it gets blown up so we're on the same page of what's happening and it's not because you know i need to know where he is or anything like that i could care less you know but I need to know that we're on the same page about who's doing what and how it's getting done. Because I will not be the only one that is managing our calendar or our house responsibilities.
1: That's really important. And it's having that having that balance. And I would be curious, I know a lot of people have a little bit of stress. And you mentioned something big. You know, it's it's feeling comfortable with, you know, not only where you're at, but where your spouse is, is there a portion of the program that the, the whole self-development where people can keep on that self-development path?
0: Yes. So one of the things I always encourage in terms of if you're starting conversations and you want, you know, a partner or kids, whoever to take on more in the home, let's say one of the biggest things I always start with is saying, okay, this is new. Okay, you guys have been living in these roles for a while. So let's acknowledge the fact that this is change, and change is hard, but also let's start with something smaller, okay? So if garbage triggers you or the laundry needs to be put straight away once that washer goes off straight to the dryer because then they don't dry as well, all that, don't pick it, don't even have that as an option. Start with something that you are able to let go of. So maybe it's mowing the lawn because you don't care that the grass is an inch higher if they do it on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Tuesday, whatever it is. But when you're starting to have those conversations, how can you set people up for success? So for me, it's always those small steps. So starting with that, because that's where you build the trust. Because guess what? If it was that easy for them to take out the garbage or whatever, you would have just said it and it would have been done the first time. But you've tried that. And that's where I'm coming from And say, I'm acknowledging that the old way of just saying it or threatening or whatever may not have been the best way. So let's start with something small and have their buy-in. This is not a dictatorship. It's a relationship. So how are you bringing them into the conversation? Do they even see that as we started our conversation with the stages of change, do they even see that this is an area that needs focus on? So having that conversation, what do you feel the responsibilities at home look like? And you'd be surprised just starting there, just having those conversations, being proactive, and not just jumping in, okay, you do this, you do this, all right, let's check back next Sunday and see how it goes. And it's going beyond the, oh, I want you to take the trash out, I want you to unload the dishes. Because I really feel for the women, it's really about partnership. It's really about, where I thought we're in this together. So to me, if we're in it together, how come that the house stuff is falling on me? And when you start having those kind of conversations, then I think it's a lot easier for men or partners or whoever to come in from a different lens. And as much as you know your partner, I'm telling you things are going to come up. It's a little bit easier with kids because hello, you raise them, you know what they've seen basically and what they've experienced. Right. But with partners, there's still so much we we're learning. And that's what I always try to say is I come in from a positive point of view where I truly believe people want to do better. I truly believe people want to be successful in their relationships and help their partner. They just may not understand why this is a big deal or they might not get to it as fast as you are able to get to there.
1: I love that. And in, in relationships, I do believe are the biggest indicator of success in the world because if we have a good relationship at home then we'll have that energy to deal with whatever the rest of the world throws our way whether it be work or whether it be just out you know out and about and having that that shift you talked about the lens when when you are in a better place things look better you know, it uh, it influences everything. So thank you for sharing that. What's the next portion that you have?
0: Yes, so four steps. So that was step three. So to me, really the foundation is understanding yourself, understanding your home and space and what you want from your life at home. It's not just the physical space, but what do you want your life at home to look like? And the relationships sets the foundations for step four, which is systems and habits and routines. Because what I've noticed is that people think that They do inner work and then they're ready to jump into habits. Okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds tomorrow because now I love myself more, and that's great. But when you really lay down the foundation of understanding yourself, the home and the relationships, then you know your why. And it's so much easier to stick to things. And you've already started on those habits as well. So it's a lot easier to uh, see and look at a routine and, hey, what do you want the routine to be like? Because now you've done these kind of parts to and you're just putting the puzzle basically all together. So it's really about, OK, well, now where now that we talked about getting some things off of your plate what do you want to do with that time instead like hey we talked to myself that you really would enjoy spending more time with friends or whatever it may be so now we have the pieces to understand how do we put it all together and set you up for success because my goal is to work with women so they can better understand themselves and are able to take the tools and try them to go out there and do it and that there's a system that they're able to fall back on and understand as well that nothing's perfect. You know, when we think about like the journey, we think of like a we start started A, we ended B. To me, there is no B. B is always going to change. You think you're at B and then something happens and you're like, wait, I'm at like A and a half. Right. So it's really, that's why the system is very, very like in the flow. Like life is, we live in the gray. Nothing, it's, it's real life. Things happen. Just like we talked about earlier. Sometimes you're going to need to spend more time at work. Sometimes you're going to need to spend more time at home. Sometimes you're going to need to spend more time on yourself and sometimes you're going to need to spend more time on relationships. But when you have, so it's not like a routine of like 8am, 810, 830. It's just a general routine where you have those buffers. So you don't feel like, okay, it's three o'clock. I have to do yoga. Otherwise I'm going to miss my chance that it's much more flow. So you're able to adjust to how life happens.
1: I love that. you know, with the journey, the mindfulness journey, I'm doing a lot of meditations on Insight Timer and helping people with, you know, just, it's all about shifting your energy and your state, you know, it, things happen, right? So it's like, then we'll get stressed out and it's like, okay, let's just take a moment and breathe, right? First first step, just bring that energy down a little bit. And, and that's what the focus is, is like, if you're mindful, if you are in connected to this moment, you're not so much worried about what's next year, You're you're looking at what is the next step what is the next logical step for me to take right now in this moment that will benefit and and move me towards these other goals that I have. And, and I love that approach because it's that if you go too many steps ahead, that everything does change. But if you look at the best possible step for in the moment you're in right now, it always works out. And so it's a, it's a wonderful program. I'd, uh, everything that you said is like, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And I love that you bring up meditation because You know, I think meditation is so important. And at the same time, I think one of the things that I was finding with meditation that I recently had a realization is the fact that like I have my like practice, like I have like I have my routine. But guess what? Sometimes I don't need that routine. And sometimes I want guided. Sometimes I want unguided. Sometimes I want something that is more on the breath. Sometimes I want and that's okay. I think what happens with us is that when we find something we like, we think that, okay, it has to be this way, it has to be this teacher, or it has to only be this type of meditation or this type of whatever. What I say is, you're not a robot. So That's what I've had the realization is that just because you enjoy something and you've been doing it, sometimes you may just need a different version of it.
1: Right. You know, not only that, but it's so there's like 20 different combinations of, you know, the personality types and different things. And so you're talking about, we resonate hundred percent with 5% of the people ever. And so you, I love that idea that it is whatever works for you, because that's knowing that it's going back to the banana choices, knowing what works for you, knowing what you want is so important. And, and even more importantly, what I extracted from this conversation is you're talking about the habits and when I went through the transition in my life and, and, and realized that I had a belief that was pretty much, there were several beliefs there, but one of them was about love, right? It's like we go to these base beliefs about who we are and our identity. And in my background, I had this belief that I wasn't worthy of love. And that one belief resulted in about 30 years of, of relationships that weren't fulfilling, that, you know, things back and forth when you address a belief that is unhelpful, the first thing you do is like, where did I learn this, right? And that's where a lot of people are in therapy. It's like, oh, my parents are this. But what I came to was, it doesn't really matter who said it. What matters is that you adopted it into yourself and it became part of your identity. In the moment that you make that transition, then everything changes. So the, the moment that you change your beliefs, you change everything. And what you mentioned about the habits and all those things, a lot of those are based off of those beliefs. They're either modeled, they're they're things that we've been told to do, the things that we believe, but who says? You know, and so going back to that questioning, that's where where you know going to your program and meeting other people and having the discussions is invaluable because you can start opening that door to what am I doing, you know, and and find your real self. And so I think that's that, that just came to me when we were talking. <laughs>
0: I love that. I think what you said is very powerful. Like you're walking through that door, whether you like it or not, you're walking through that door and maybe some stuff comes up that you don't want, you know, as well. Or realizations like, oh, I thought I had a happy childhood. Wait a minute, you know, or whatever (laughs) it may be. And that's okay too. That's okay as well. All of that makes who you are today. And that's makes who you are today as well as i appreciate you saying that you know it's like what i do is valuable and the thing i'm finding to be honest is that you know for moms especially is the fact that it's so easy for us to invest in ourselves when it's work related like i remember when i was in the corporate world and it was like oh take this course to be a better manager or whatever we're like okay cool i'm gonna spend this money and take the course, we don't feel that sense of urgency at home. We're like, well, it's fine. You know, I don't hate my husband. Well, you know, I don't love myself so much. You know, I, I get through the day and I'm here to challenge that. I'm here to say, listen, what about if in the next year your life looks exactly the same? What about if in five years? Because it probably hasn't changed all that much in the last few years if you haven't done something different. So for anyone investing yourself, whether it's meditation, whether it's a coach, whatever it may be, nothing is going to change until we do something about it. And life can look so much better. So why not start today?
1: I, lo- I love that. It's, you know, it, it makes me think that how many times do people put up with mediocre? And, and it's not who they are. And it's like they've just settled into this routine, and they've never—they're—they're just—they're just going with the flow. But it's, but they—they they know there's something wrong, and so that really sounds exciting. That that you can start shifting that energy. You can even, you know, shift it at home, shift it within yourself, shift it in your environment, and then start taking those steps towards towards finding, you know, the new the new life, the new person that you are
0: yes you deserve it and i think people stick with mediocrity to be honest it's because it's all around them it's because everyone else is just as miserable and or everyone else is just as busy and anytime i know when i started this and i said to my friends like hello like when do you have time for yourself and they're like what do you mean i'm a mom why would i have time for myself and i'm like because you're a human because you still deserve it because you're, you're still you. You know, and I saw these like amazing women that, you know, who are my friends or not my friends. They're I'm just like, you're a rock star. And then I'm seeing them in total different lights of where I'm like, but what? this This is where you are now? Like, this is what you're happy with? And God bless, if you're happy, amen. That is so amazing. I want everyone to be happy. But if you're feeling inside that something is off, that's, that's when it's time to explore.
1: And that, yeah, and, and also sometimes people will, will fight and defend for things being not the way they want them to. And it's like, it's you can see that, you know, when you point out something that they've shared with you and it's like, you know, you're just reflecting back. Um, it's nice when they make that transition and they start seeing that, oh, why, why, why am I allowing this to be in my life? You know, I deserve better and I am a worthy person. And it kind of goes into that whole idea of self-value. And it's in, And the thing is we can get worn down in life because sometimes the environment, sometimes just things that happen. And that's the one thing that I noticed, which separates the people that have amazing lives, the people that have the mediocre lives is the people don't give up, that something will happen. They'll pick back up and they'll just, take one more step, right? It's like, you don't have to know, they don't have to make it to the top of the mountain. They're just making it one step closer to that top.
0: Absolutely. As well as what I find when I do talk about this, people say, well, I can't just leave my husband. I can't just travel the world for a year. And I have all these responsibilities and I say, Okay, but most people can't do that. Like, we read like, oh, well, you know, I just left and I sold everything. And now we're like in an RV with a family across the country driving. Like, that's great if that works for that person, but what works for you? You can still start with little things today. You don't have to just go to India. You don't have to do all of these huge milestone things that will, or move to an island because you think it'll make you feel better. You're not gonna feel any better if you don't do the work on yourself.
1: I, I would love to talk to these people before, you know, the first day that they're packing everything up and, and going in that RV or the sailboat and then ta- and then talk to them about a year or two later because I think you would get a wholly different story. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it, you know, that change has to come within. And I think that's what you're speaking of is, is that we can, change, we can change all sorts of things. Our envir- we can change our houses, we can change our cars, we can change all these things. But if you don't change what's within inside of you, it's not going to impact your relationship. It's not going to impact how you feel. It's not going to impact the quality of your life. And that's what I look at is that we have this one chance in this body, right? This is, this is our one go in this physical form whether you believe in reincarnation or not, this is a one chance in this one. And it's important, it's a precious gift. And that's what, and that's what I think people need to take advantage of is, is to make the best of it. And that's why I've got the Better Life series, because that's that's like the first step, right? Let's make it better. And then my website's the, mybest-life.com. So it's like from better to best, but it's all that transition. So how can people find you, Do you the website and contacts?
0: Yes, absolutely! If you are a working mom, head on over to SashaXHome.com and you can download the five steps to coming home happy after work today so you can start feeling a little bit lighter and a little bit brighter. We're all in it together. We also have a community on Facebook if you'd like to join, which is moms taking their lives to the next level at home. I do lives there and different things like that. But join me, message me. I'd love to hear what you thought as well.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And we'll be putting this up on the Better Life series. And it's that this is the Facebook group for connecting people to have a better life. And I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on. I love the energy. I love the fact that you're helping people along the way. Anything else you'd like to share before we part ways?
0: You know, before we part ways, I just wanna say, honestly, guys, life's too short. Just have fun. Do something, something in the next 24 hours that's just for yourself. Whether it's stopping by Starbucks to get a cup of coffee or it's just taking a walk around the block, whatever it is, just do one small thing And it'll make such a difference already.
1: I love that. I love that. And, uh, I think we do all need to have a little bit more fun. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all that you've brought to the, to the group. And, uh, I look forward to hearing more as things come up. So feel free to come back anytime.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Stephen. It's been a pleasure. This has been amazing. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Thanks for sharing your ideas. They're, they're really, they're really good. And, and, uh, I hope people will take advantage of contacting you over this.